Chapter Twenty Six of the Adventures of Joel Pepper. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Stacy Chambers. The Adventures of Joel Pepper by Margaret Sidney. Chapter Twenty Six: Princes and Princesses. Polly said, "Mrs. Pepper, don't worry any more about the boys not coming home. Just keep the potatoes hot in the oven." for polly had run to the window about a dozen times wondering where they could be and why they didn't come back for dinner they are having a nice time somewhere bless their hearts said mrs pepper with a smile i'm so glad the snow has come early for they've been longing for it so much she hadn't felt so happy and contented for a good while for besides rejoicing in her boy's pleasure mr atkins had given her this very morning an order to knit as many mittens as she could and she even caught herself humming a little tune polly heard her and ran over to her side oh mamsie pepper she exclaimed do sing it and she threw her arms around her neck i can't sing now said mother pepper a little flush coming on her cheek and besides i don't need to with you polly and she smiled fondly on her i'll stop mamsie if you'll only sing to us more cried polly then i should never sing polly declared mother pepper with a little laugh i shouldn't know what to do child if i didn't hear you singing round shouldn't you mammy asked polly much gratified and curling down into a little ball at her mother's feet no dear i shouldn't mrs pepper stopped her work long enough to lay her hand caressingly on polly's brown hair why i wouldn't seem like the little brown house at all polly and i don't know what we should any of us do if you stopped it then i'll sing always for you mamsie said polly i truly will so do child well i must hurry along or i shan't get time to begin on those mittens and just think polly mr atkins has promised to let me knit as many pairs as i can mamsie said polly suddenly and hopping to her feet won't you teach me to knit and then i can help you yes said mrs pepper for it is good for you to know how but i shan't be willing to have you help me any more than you do now i wish you didn't have to work so hard child and an anxious cloud overspread the brightness on mother pepper's face oh i'm not going to work too hard cried polly with happy throbs at her mother's words and she dashed off to her interrupted work and mrs pepper smiled as presently polly began to sing so merrily that phronsie set up a little song till the old kitchen was the coziest place possible at last in a lull mother pepper called polly what is this stopping at the gate tell him we don't want any as she saw it was a load of wood polly ran to the door and was beginning to say we don't want any wood when her face turned very white and she ran over the snow on unsteady feet oh joel what is it throwing her arms around him but before he could answer there was mrs pepper close behind her they lifted davy down from the pile of wood where they had made him as comfortable as possible farmer seeley and joel the old man tried to tell that twarn't none of my fault the boys ran into me but joel for the first time in his life was without words mamsie don't feel badly said little davy putting his face up to be kissed as her arms received him joel flew to polly for comfort and mr seeley's nice said david who had found out the old farmer's name on the long slow homeward journey and now seemed afraid he might be blamed and not thanked enough the old farmer not hearing this or indeed much of the talk kept saying at intervals twarn't my fault i ain't to blame till mrs pepper carried david into the little brown house and the others following mournfully enough the door was shut david was laid up with a sprained ankle that was all after the upset but joe found it dismal enough to play out in the snow alone and he kept pretty close to the window so that he could look up and sing out once in a while to dave seated by it in mamsie's big rocking chair and pretty soon one day ben brought davy out all bundled up and set him carefully on the big sled there you are cried ben depositing his burden as fine as can be all the rest of the family flocking around to tuck david in tighter 
and to pull his tippet closer and to be sure that he had his mittens on don't go very far joe cautioned mrs pepper i won't mamsie said joe proudly enough marching off while the big sled with davy sitting upon it as happy as a king came sliding along behind hooray cried a harsh voice when they had proceeded in this way for a good distance down the road david joyfully exclaiming every minute oh joey it's so good to get outdoors again hooray screamed the voice again and joel staring as hard as he could saw two boys pop up from behind a stone wall and come rushing down toward him each with a large snowball in his hand and the next thing the snowballs flew through the air and one hit david in the neck and burst all over his tippet joel didn't care that the other one gave him a whack on the head you stop that commanded joel with a face as red as fire don't you hit dave again and his black eyes flashed we're bigger than you sneered one boy and he picked up some more snow and began to roll it into a hard ball no you ain't either contradicted joel who never would acknowledge anyone to be bigger than himself and you let dave alone i say we're going to push him off the sled said the other boy with a dreadful grin at this joel looked all around in despair for a moment to see if anyone was coming who would help davy's ankle oh dear me he thought so he got between the sled and the biggest boy you let him alone he cried sturdily setting his teeth tight together oh fraid cat fraid cat laughed both boys hopping about in glee and singing over and over fraid cat fraid cat joel clenched his little brown hands together tightly it was hard work not to fly at them and pummel away but davy's ankle dear dear so he held his breath and kept still suddenly both boys made a rush at david meaning to make him eat snow and have one ball thrust down his back at one and the same time but joel was too quick for them and the first thing they knew as david gave a scream at their approach two hard little fists were pummeling them to right and left stop it they cried but joel didn't know how to stop he pounded away so much and so fast that they didn't exactly seem to know where he was going to strike next that in a few minutes both boys were crying as hard as they could Fraid cat, Fraid cat, sang Joel, dancing around them and swinging his fist in the liveliest fashion. Joel Pepper, exclaimed a voice suddenly, that made all the boys skip, while little Davy shook in much worse apprehension than he did before. Fighting in the public road, well, I never heard anything so dreadful. Joel whirled around, his fist still ready. I ain't fighting, he denied stoutly. It was Miss Jerusha, Parson Henderson's sister and it's bad enough to fight without telling a lie about it said miss jerusha holding up her black gloves in horror i ain't fightin and i didn't tell a lie declared joel and you mustn't say so he added advancing on her with blazing eyes miss jerusha retreated you're a very bad boy she said tartly and i shall have no more to say to you you must say i don't tell a lie insisted joel with unpleasant firmness and throwing his head back what are you doing if you're not fighting began miss jerusha loudly pray tell Joel was just going to say they were going to hurt Davy when, before he could get the words out, Polly was seen running down the road toward them all, her hood flying back on her shoulders. Oh, Joel, what do you think? She began when she saw the two boys, and worst of all, Miss Jerusha. Then she came to a dead stop. Where are your manners? snapped that lady, wanting to scold someone. I'm sure when I was a girl, I was pretty spoken when I met people. How do you do, Miss Jerusha? asked Polly. Then she couldn't help regarding the two boys with wide-eyed astonishment. They dug the toes of their shoes in the snow and wouldn't look at her. She says I told her a lie, Berta Joel, not taking his blazing eyes from Miss Jerusha's face. Oh, dear me, exclaimed Polly, in the greatest distress. Joel couldn't tell a lie, Marm. He never did. Joel flung his black head higher, but he didn't take his eyes from Miss Jerusha's face. I'm sure I don't know, nor care whether he did or not, retorted Miss Jerusha shrilly. And you're very pert, Polly Pepper, to set yourself up against your elders. 
when i was a girl i never contradicted folks never in all the world what is your mother thinking of to bring you up in this way and she held up her black gloves again polly called little davy where he had been crouching timidly in the middle of the big sled can't we go home yes said polly hoarsely joel come home with me this minute don't say another word mamsie wouldn't like it she commanded she seized the rope and joel removing his eyes with the greatest difficulty from miss jerusha's face grasped it too and the little peppers went as swiftly as they could go back home to mamsie leaving the other three in the middle of the road oh dear gasped polly as they ran on then joel if we can only get to mamsie while on the back of the sled davy trembled with delight at the very thought in front of the little brown house stood a big comfortable sleigh of the old-fashioned pattern although it had once been very handsome it was now faded and ancient a man who almost looked as if he had gone into service along with the sleigh and the other belongings of his mistress sat primly upon the front seat he expressed as much pleasure at seeing the little peppers coming as his stoical countenance would allow but he didn't move a muscle of face or figure at any other time joel would have howled with delight at seeing miss parrot's man sitting there before the house and in a sleigh and it wouldn't have been a minute before he would have been in that sleigh and on that front seat besieging that stiff figure to let him drive but now joel flew by dropping the rope and rushed into the house and polly was left to drag david to the door and call mamsie to help lift him off but she stopped to say to miss parrot's man i must stop to speak to mamsie first if you please miss parrot's man so far forgot the ancient usage of his years that he rubbed his eyes as polly turned away and then he turned and continued to gaze at her as long as she was to be seen for he really could not believe that it was the same little girl who had danced down the road with sparkling eyes and rosy cheeks and he even glanced nervously around the more he thought about it mamsie cried joel hoarsely flinging himself into mother pepper's arms as she came to the door to meet him her face beaming with happiness at the realization that miss parrot's sleigh was actually waiting at the door to take her little ones for a sleigh ride mamsie miss jerusha says i told a lie did i mammy and joel clutched her and broke into a torrent of tears and then polly got there and davy was lifted off the sled and carried into the house and among all three of them the story was out and there was miss parrot's man sitting stiffly on the front seat of the sleigh only his head was turned and his eyes were staring like all possessed at the little brown house now polly said mrs pepper when there was no more to tell and the children gazed at her in amazement to see her so cheerful you just get yourself ready as soon as ever you can wash your face good and your eyes and i'll spring too and help joey and davy phronsie's all ready indeed she was and sitting patiently on her little cricket all this time her small mittened hands folded in her lap to phronsie every bit of the fuss of getting ready for a trip was always as much of a delight as the expedition itself and was enjoyed with grave pleasure and dear me continued mother pepper in her briskest fashion all the while she was washing and patting and pulling the two boys into just the right condition for such a grand occasion as this there's miss parrot's man waiting out there all this time now see how good you can stand still joey and then we'll be as quick as we can be and pretty soon they were all ready and joel's swollen nose and red eyes didn't look so very much as if he had been crying and polly's face showed very little trace after all that she had been crying too so they all went down to the gate mother pepper and polly and joel carrying david and phronsie walking gravely behind i'm very sorry said mother pepper to miss parrot's man still immovably staring at them to keep you waiting it is not my children's fault i should say that then she helped them in and tucked the big fur robes all nicely around the three in the back seat joel of course was by this time snugly settled on the front seat now children said mrs pepper regarding them for a moment and standing quite still by the roadside you are to have the very nicest time you ever had in all your lives remember 
and she smiled at them and all the sunbeams that ever shone seemed to hop right down into their hearts miss parrot's man solemnly gathered up the reins tighter in his hands and touched the horses with the whip with the same dignity and off they went mrs pepper watched the big sleigh till she couldn't see a speck of it then she turned and went into the house took down her sunday bonnet and shawl for this was to be a call of importance and soon she had left the little brown house and was walking rapidly over the snowy road to the minister's house i must get it over with as soon as i can and be home before they get back she said to herself going swiftly on it wasn't two minutes before joel was laughing gaily and bobbing around with an important air on that front seat to the others on the back seat and polly found herself tossing scraps of nonsense back at him and the two others and little davy smiled happily as for phronsie she sat wedged in between the other two her little mittens folded in her lap in grave satisfaction miss parrot's man drew a long breath when all this was accomplished and the only word he said for the first two miles was i guess you're all right now where they went no one of the four little peppers could have told it all seemed like a fairyland a great enchanted space of winding snowy roads dazzling in the morning sunlight of a perfect winter day every little crystal sparkling away on a pine tree where it had to melt away seemed to come out and wink at them as the stately horses bore them along all the fields sleeping under their soft white blankets were new to the peppers gliding by that surely was not deacon brown's field where they used to race across lots on a summer day as for that being mr blodgett's meadow why no one need ever tell them so it was enchanted ground and they were princes and princesses whirling by in their chariots let's play so cried polly suddenly and leaning back against the padded cushion feeling very glad indeed what polly cried joel wheeling around at the imminent danger of tumbling out backwards and astonished that polly would want to play anything when they were enveloped with such richness of enjoyment oh that were princesses and princes answered polly with a grand air and we were riding through our kingdom in a big chariot oh yes let's let's screamed joel and i'm the biggest prince he announced with another shout i wished i had a feather in my cap he added ruefully remembering the splendid one that grandma bascom's rooster had furnished for a former occasion when polly decked him out a prince and that was tucked away in his box of treasures in the woodshed oh dear if only i'd brought it but we haven't got our things said polly quickly so you must just play it joel that's as good as having the feather i think it's heaven said little davy with a long breath hanging out as far as he could over his side of the back seat polly isn't it yes dear said polly leaning past phronsie to drop him a kiss which by reason of the big sleigh going just then over a hump of frozen snow fell on the tip of his nose this made him laugh and then polly laughed and phronsie came out of her grave delight to gurgle her amusement and joel hearing them all have such a funny time back there bobbed around again and he laughed though he never found out what it was all about and miss parrot's man learned more about princesses and princes and golden chariots and fairylands and enchanted things and places in general than he had ever heard in his life before and when they at last glided into Badgertown Center, it really seemed as if the cup of happiness would overflow. Polly, cried little David, his cheeks aflame under his woolen cap that was drawn closely around his ears, and sitting quite erect as a prince should, the people are all coming out to meet us. The queen and king have sent us to do errands, haven't they, Polly? Yes, cried Polly, delighted at the idea. Oh, let's play that. So the four little peppers drove down Badgertown Main Street, where all the shops were, and old mr beebe happened to be standing by his little window watching for customers ma ma he screamed here's the peppers is going by in a sleigh it's miss parrot says i do declare 
and mrs beebe stopping to put on her best cap with the pink ribbons before she ran out from the little parlor of the back of the shop of course didn't get there till long after the triumphal procession was over and of all the people who stared and rejoiced in their happiness for there wasn't one who saw them who didn't feel glad down to the tips of the fingers and toes that the peppers were going a-pleasuring no one of them all suspected that it was a chariot load of princes and princesses gliding by at last it was all over and the golden chariot paused before the little brown house polly and joel carried david over the snowy path while phronsie ran ahead like a mad little thing and so they all rushed in royalty dropping off at the old flat doorstone we've been princes cried joel as polly set davy down and stamping the snow gathered on the royal rush over the yard from his feet and i was the biggest prince i was the best declared david twitching off his cap that had gotten knocked over his eyes in the scramble to carry him in mamsie i truly was oh mamsie cried polly dancing around the kitchen on happy feet her eyes glowing like stars it was perfectly gorgeous for polly dearly loved fine words and she thought nothing could be too grand for this occasion and i was a princess piped phronsie crowding up to hold fast to her mother's gown i truly was mamsie polly said so so you were declared mamsie smiling happily on her whole brood but then you mustn't ever forget children that it's well enough to be princes and princesses once in a while but you're my little brown house people every day end of chapter twenty six recording by stacy chambers end of the adventures of joel pepper by margaret sidney